0: You're listening to Vernacular Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Vernacular Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Sally. And you're listening to season two, episode seven of Vernacular. So, welcome. Today is our Thanksgiving episode. This is released on Black Friday, so happy Black Friday to you. Hopefully, you're not caught up in too much of a rush in Black Friday shopping, but we'll talk about that in just a minute. And this is the episode where we give you all the tools you need for a successful, is that the right word? I don't know, (laughs) successful shopping season before Christmas. So... Couple things coming up. Sally?
1: Yes. We have brought Catherine, who is the creator of A Short Blonde, her blog. Um, if you listen to us in season one, you'll remember when we had Catherine on with her husband, Jordan. And she has brought a wonderful gift guide that she's going to explain to us a for him and for her gift guide. And we also have an exciting announcement that we will announce when Catherine comes on. So it
0: may or may not involve gifts, an opportunity for you to get free stuff. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away,
1: but, so stay tuned. <laughs> keep listening. So before we get to that, we should just talk about Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, Thanksgiving. So first of all, Sally, how do you feel about Thanksgiving food?
1: I Actually, there's not a lot of Thanksgiving foods that I really look forward to.
0: There's totally not. I feel like this does not get enough coverage. I Thanksgiving feel like it makes food, me kind of
1: un-American or something to Thanksgiving
0: say food is so overrated.
1: Yeah, that's the way I feel.
0: I mean, okay, just think about it. This is how unoriginal Thanksgiving food is. (laughs) Let's look at some of the staples, okay? Mashed potatoes.
1: So some people love mashed potatoes.
0: I get that, but very unoriginal. What does it involve making mashed potatoes? Okay, you're going to take a potato, you're going to peel the potato, you're going to cook the potato, boil it, you're going to stick it in a blender with some butter and maybe some milk and just churn it away.
1: But for a lot of people, that Thanksgiving is the only time that they have mashed potatoes.
0: Okay, still not hearing why it's not <laughs> original. Okay, so that's mashed potatoes. Another one is turkey, okay?
1: Okay, I do like turkey.
0: Okay, but here's the thing. If turkey was that good, why is it nowhere else in society, right? It's not turk fil it's Chick-fil-A because chicken is actually good. There's no such thing as a turkey, well, there is some, as such a thing as a turkey burger, but you don't order a turkey burger anywhere. You don't go to like McDonald's or Outback Steakhouse and order a turkey burger,
1: Right, but turkey is, is really good roasted, which is the way you have it at Thanksgiving. It's not
0: really good because— If you do it right. You, you never go to a restaurant and order roasted turkey. It's like It's not something that people crave. It's just something that we have decided as a society we're going to have on certain days of the year. As if like having a bland, dried out piece of poultry somehow signifies that we're ever more grateful for what we've been given. I don't know.
1: Oh my goodness. So I think that you can cook a turkey well and when it's it is very difficult cooked well, to do that. it's delicious.
0: Most turkeys are overcooked.
1: Okay. Well.
0: The one thing I'll say about turkey is that it is good as deli meat. I do like a deli meat turkey sandwich.
1: I like a roasted turkey sandwich from leftover Thanksgiving turkey.
0: Yeah, it's just not good. You need to smother it in a ton of gravy to make not it. Not
1: unless you've created a moist turkey, it's possible.
0: It's not probable though.
1: <laughs> so that's why you like ham as well as turkey.
0: And then stuffing. What is that? You just yeah, cut up a bunch I don't of bread, stuffing. Stuff yeah. it in a turkey. It comes out and you're like, this is delicious. Do I remember it changes one time everything.
1: my mom made really good stuffing? There was like chorizo in it, and that was good.
0: That actually does sound kind of good. I'm a big chorizo fan.
1: Cranberry sauce is good. If you, again, certain preparations of cranberry sauce, good.
0: Yeah, but sometimes the cranberry sauce is really just like gelatin.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Certain preparations of cranberry sauce. It's basically cranberries
0: and sugar. And the sugar content is so high that it just just becomes gelatinous.
1: Right, so that doesn't qualify as good cranberry sauce. Okay. Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts.
0: So another thing, Brussels sprouts, they're super healthy for me. I appreciate that they're healthy for me and I eat them because they're healthy for me.
1: I think they're delicious. What? <laughs> I love Brussels sprouts. They're like 95% roasted. water, first they're of all. They're so good.
0: They're like 95% water.
1: Sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes, but I do not like them prepared the way a lot of people do.
0: Right. I mean, with sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. Why are you going to make sweet potatoes even more sweet?
1: Some people like it that way.
0: They have all this natural sweetness. I don't know why you need to add more to it.
1: Well, this year it's we like, are in charge of the sweet potatoes. It's
0: like for once you actually want to eat a vegetable because it's sweet and then you're just going to ruin everything by putting marshmallows on top. I don't <laughs> understand this.
1: Some people like it that way. But this year we are in charge of the sweet potatoes, so we don't have to do that. We can make them savory.
0: Right. We made them savory. Right. By the time this That's aired. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we made them savory. True, Hopefully true. our plans were not co-opted by someone in our family who wanted to have marshmallows <laughs> on top of the sweet potatoes.
1: Um, so similar to sweet potatoes, but not exactly squash. I, I don't know too many times that I've actually had squash at Thanksgiving dinner. What kind of squash? First of all,
0: acorn? Acorn is
1: good. Butternut is good. I love butternut. Um, I know we're not talking about our current preoccupations, but I am very much, my contemporary preoccupation. (laughs) I'm definitely preoccupied right now with butternut squash because it is
0: delicious. So here's the thing. Butternut squash is a great Thanksgiving food. Okay. I'm going to go on record and say this. Nobody eats it for Thanksgiving because it's not one of the traditional Thanksgiving foods. Yeah,
1: but it would qualify.
0: It would. Absolutely. It's okay. It's original, first of all. Mm. It's creative to do it. You can do a lot of things with butternut squash. That's true. Earlier this evening, Sally made a delicious butternut squash and chickpea and roasted kale concoction that was out of this world. So you can do a lot with it. I also feel like it's a pretty good nod to the agricultural roots of Thanksgiving as a mm. holiday.
1: Very interesting. The pilgrims yeah. probably ate squash.
0: Right. So I feel like I'm in this conversation, I'm coming across as anti Thanksgiving, and I'm not. I also feel At like least I'm anti
1: Thanksgiving food.
0: Right. I'm probably coming across that way as well. I don't want to come across the way. First of all, I love food. I just wish that Thanksgiving food was a little more original and consisted of a little bit more delicious food. Yes. Because I'll eat anything. We'll go have a great Thanksgiving with our families. I'll have seconds, probably thirds, and I'll enjoy it all. But I won't be thinking, this is amazing. I can't wait till next November. Because I just, I just don't find Thanksgiving food that compelling. I mean, if I could summarize the crux of my argument, <laughs> it, would, it would sound like this. Here is a holiday where we specifically set time aside to cook food with people that we love in order to express our Thanksgiving to God for everything he's given us. And the best we can do is to take a turkey and blend up some mashed potatoes and steam some Brussels sprouts. Are you kidding me?
1: I think I just spoil you too much with good food at home. You
0: probably do. That is probably what the problem is. Thank you.
1: Well, before we wrap up this discussion of Thanksgiving food, we really do have to talk about desserts because for a lot of people, the desserts at Thanksgiving are really important. Definitely for some of my family members, desserts are are key.
0: They are good. I mean, I'm not a huge pie guy. Again, it's not that I dislike them. I'll definitely eat them, have a slice or two, but I just- Not chocolatey enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm really a chocolate person. So if a dessert doesn't have chocolate in it, it's just automatically less compelling to me, Yeah. which kind of comes in handy because it cuts out like two thirds of the desserts out there and makes them less attractive to me. So I'm less tempted to eat desserts. Yeah. So that's handy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, pies are fine, especially with whipped cream on top, But because uh, I do like whipped cream. But I'm never never really excited by pies. But I am excited about our pie this year.
1: Yes. We chose a recipe for, actually, two recipes, and we combined them. The pie filling is bourbon maple pumpkin, and then the crust is an almond flour crust from the blogger I'ma Eat That. And I think the recipe for the filling was Bon Appetit or, yeah, Food 52. But anyways... Those are the recipes we chose this year.
0: Yeah. We're really excited about this. And by We Chose, really Sally did all the research and was just running by recipes or running recipes by me, <laughs> but we're going to, we're going to work on it together. So we're very excited about that. Yeah. It'll, it'll be tasty.
1: Yeah. Hopefully we'll blow our families away.
0: Hopefully. And we'll have an update <laughs> for you on how all that goes.
1: <laughs> so, Yeah. I think that's all I have to say about, oh, well, so not on the topic of food, but Thanksgiving in general, I'm kind of horrified by the trend in Black Friday shopping. And by that, I mean stores opening earlier and earlier. So the other day I was in spin class and the spin instructor said that the Kohl's nearby, which if you don't know Kohl's, it's kind of a discounted, uh, clothing store. And it's great. I love Kohl's. But Kohl's is opening or what opened at 1 p.m. on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. And these signs advertise that the Black Friday sale starts Thursday at 1 p.m. or 6 p.m. as several stores open in the evening. And it reminds me of this time I was driving by a church once and I saw that the church was having Christmas Eve services on December 23rd. (laughs) And I was just like, wait, do do you guys... You guys know how this works?
1: But it's kind of even worse in with what I'm talking about because we're encroaching on a holiday. You're encroaching on Thanksgiving. So right. now people are encouraged to either hurry up and eat their Thanksgiving dinner and run out to the stores or, I don't know, postpone their Thanksgiving dinner or something.
0: Counterpoint to that. What would you say if I said Black Friday is a bigger holiday than Thanksgiving and really... Black Friday is now just taking its rightful place over and above Thanksgiving.
1: Then I would just be even more horrified.
0: I would. I would also be horrified at that. That <laughs> claim. Yeah. I just wanted to test you.
1: Yeah. So if you were one of those people who are shopping on Thanksgiving, I'm sorry, but shame on you, really.
0: But what about people who don't have family? What if they don't have family around? What if they're lonely? What if the only way they can see people is going to Kohl's at one in the afternoon on Thursday?
1: Okay. That makes me really sad. All right. I'm not trying to shame those people. I mean the people who neglect their family to go shopping.
0: Okay. Question. Follow on question for you. Is it acceptable to go to the movies on Thanksgiving?
1: Um, I've done it before. I don't know if it's acceptable. It was with my family.
0: Is it acceptable to go to the movies on Christmas?
1: I've also done that. I think. Yes, I have. And with my family. So I'm not sure.
0: Are you proud of it?
1: Should this be our question of the week?
0: Mm. Editorial question. Is it okay to attend the movie theater on Thanksgiving and or Christmas? Let us know your thoughts.
1: I don't know if I'm proud of it, but it was a fun excursion. So yeah, it was a family thing. Didn't
0: didn't we see Lay Mis on Christmas? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. You were part of that. Oh, man. <laughs> well, there's that, I guess. Okay. So <laughs> on to other things. Let's talk about our own gift guide, Sally. So yes, we're so going gonna to talk with Catherine in just a minute about her gift guide and talk is, through those gifts.
1: Her gift guide is very stylish and savvy, and I'm sure you'll find it very helpful. We were inspired by her amazing gift guide to create our own gift guide. Yes. It is Gift Guide Books.
0: So I'll start off with a couple here. For the history buff in your life, whoever that is, Dad, mom, sister, great-aunt Floris. The Wright Brothers by David McCullough. For those of you who don't know who David McCullough is, fantastic historian, even better biographer. His biography of John Adams, probably the best biography you will ever read. Maybe only to be compared with Walter Isaacson and Steve Jobs. Mm. But great biographer. I highly recommend the John Adams book. But what I'm looking at here is The Wright Brothers by David McCullough. It did. In May of this year, uh, $13.11 on Amazon, so pretty affordable. It'll be a great story. The history of flight, what a great topic. Such an interesting topic. Listeners of this podcast know that I love The right Stuff because of the same theme, history of flight, space travel, all of that. So The Wright Brothers, where it all began. So check that out, David McCullough on Amazon.
1: So I just realized it would be really funny if Tom whatever who wrote The right Stuff made it the W-R-I-G-H-T stuff. Instead of the R-I-G-H-T stuff.
0: That would be pretty good. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. He, sh- he missed an opportunity there. I know.
1: Okay. Anyways, continue.
0: Uh, the other one I was going to say is some of you might have this person in your life. This is the person who doesn't like history, but they really need to learn history.
1: Or else they're going to repeat history.
0: Per- perhaps. Isn't that yeah. the saying? <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah, there's kind of, Yeah. We can get into the whole kind of meta problem with that. But anyway, okay. For the person who doesn't like history but needs to learn history, I recommend uh, a book I'm currently reading, In the Garden of Beasts by Eric Larson. Now, I've talked about Eric Larson before. Fantastic narrative style and how he tells history.
1: But all historically accurate. All
0: historically accurate. Fantastic stuff. He really knows how to convey a good story. So it reads like a novel, but it's history. So for someone who doesn't like history but likes reading— and you think should learn about more history. Check out Eric Larson's stuff, specifically in the Garden of Beasts. That's what I can recommend because that's what I've read. But he has another one, uh, several others. Thunderstruck, uh, Dead Wake, uh, The Devil in the White City. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good stuff. So check out all of those.
1: Yeah, and speaking of books that we have read and can recommend, this book is for the bookish Anglophile, meaning they love England, who is a secret romantic. And that is Dorothy Sayers' Gaudy Night, which I've already talked about. Many times. (laughs) Yes. But it's so good. So if you know someone who loves England or they majored in English literature or something like this, it takes place in Oxford and there's mystery, there's romance, there's intrigue, there's Oxford, there's English countryside. So
0: great stuff. Yeah. Hey, Sally, what do you call an English trigonometrician?
1: I don't know. What do you call it?
0: An Anglophile, Anglophile.
1: Ah, clever. <laughs> okay, and then for the scientist, this is very recent. Also, The Martian by Andy Weir or Wire. I don't know how you pronounce or, his name. I think it's where. Where?
0: Yeah, okay. like where? Where is The Martian? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about the movie before. We've not read the book, but heard good things about the book. I'd yeah. like to read the book. It's on my short list now. So,
1: if you know of someone who loves science or is a scientist or loved the movie, you should get them the book.
0: Yeah. Here's another one for the kid who never grew up. Now, uh, this is a series 20 volumes deep called the Red Wall Series by Brian Shocks.
1: That's a lot of books. <laughs> it is a lot of
0: books. You can get the box set on Amazon for $99.50. Wow. So a little bit of a commitment, or you can just get the paperbacks, onesies, twosies, for like five, six, seven bucks a piece. Yeah. But a really good series. It sounds kind of silly, but like I said, this is for the kid who never grew up, and they're great books uh it is about a bunch of furry animals mostly rodents <laughs> bear with me here uh actually it just it kind of sounds more and more ridiculous the more i talk so <laughs> there's a warrior mouse <laughs> who lives in an abbey and he leads all of the good rodents squirrels uh rabbits they're not rodents but oh uh badgers as well uh-huh. so all the good guys go to battle against ferrets
1: sounds like narnia
0: and weasels uh and rats oh yeah rats forgot about the rats <laughs> uh yeah it really it sounds kind of absurd as i <laughs> describe it but it's good they're really good stories i've read them all as a kid and loved them so cool I've if never you've not that. heard of the red Ball series definitely check those out a couple other ones here for your liberal uncle who never stops talking at Thanksgiving about politics, how about getting him Crippled America, How to Make America Great Again by Donald Trump?
1: <laughs> that would be the kind of gift that he would open and just be like, What?
0: Right. Similarly, for your conservative great aunt Doris who never stops talking about politics at Christmas, how about getting her Outsider in the White House by Bernie Sanders? <laughs>
1: Great joke gifts.
0: You know something I like to do with people like my brother or close friends is get and just sign them up for uh, campaign emails of politicians who they don't like. <laughs> it's really really funny.
1: They've done it to you because you can just
0: yeah yeah they have done it to me. But you just go on these websites and you know sign them up. Oh yeah, this person definitely wants to get campaign <laughs> updates.
1: For your foodie friend, you could get them bowl and spoon simple and inspired whole foods recipes to savor and share by Sarah Forte. And so otherwise known as Sprouted Kitchen. We have this cookbook. We love it. It has very challenging recipes, but the ones that we have made from it are amazing. We've
0: talked before about cookbooks that are aesthetically pleasing as well, have really good design and photography throughout. And Sarah's husband, Hugh, did the photography for Bowl and Spoon, and it's really good. It's a really nice looking cookbook. Definitely something that you can use as a decoration on your coffee table.
1: Yeah. And her tahini citrus dressing is amazing on everything. So that is also available at Amazon. And then for your foodie friend who likes to read and eat pizza, you should get them Molly Weisenberg's Delancey. I've talked about this. This book is like Sally's one. top five, maybe top I three. I love this book. It is a memoir slash it's, it's definitely autobiographical, but it's the story of Molly Weisenberg opening up this restaurant in Seattle called Delancey with her husband, Brandon. And it's fantastic.
0: Well, it's a pretty good list. I think another, a couple other ones to add to this. If any of you have young kids, Sally and I have become uh, connoisseurs of young <laughs> children's literature. We have a lot of them. And Esther has her own favorites as well. So a couple of them to commend to you. First, a classic, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. I mean, you don't get much better than And if a you bunch, didn't grow
1: up with Chicka Chicka Boom Boom-
0: You're missing out. You're missing out. You really you should are.
1: definitely let your children grow up with it. It or doesn't get or much nephews. better
0: than a bunch of letters running up a coconut tree, <laughs> falling down- and getting back up all over again
1: (laughs) and then singing the alphabet at the end
0: right so that's a good one another one of our favorites dragons love tacos this was a new york times bestseller i didn't even know the new york times had a bestseller list for children's books but they do and this was one of them uh it's a great story uh about a kid who feeds a bunch of dragons tacos and spoiler alert but they burn his house down uh
1: (laughs) towards the end
0: it's great esther loves that one as well so
1: yeah, Esther also likes Where the Wild Things Are, which is another old one that you may have grown up with.
0: I think it won the was it the Newbery Award. Yeah, the literature or
1: Caldecott, one of the Cal- two.
0: Oh, maybe it's Caldecott. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's great. If you have only seen the movie, you need to read the book. And Little Blue Truck, the Little Blue Truck series. We didn't grow up with this. This, this is a great. It's recent. a pretty new
0: series. Yeah. yeah, it's so good though.
1: There's at least three of them. Right. There's like um, a
0: Christmas one. There's a city one. There's a farm one.
1: Yeah, really good, really good. And yeah. Esther loves those too. So those are Esther's recommendations.
0: Yeah. So there it is. Those are our book recommendations. Uh, Hopefully that was helpful. I think we've covered just about all, right, Sally?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think we should bring Catherine on to talk about her amazing gift guide and our secret announcement. Alright, we are here with Catherine. She is the creator behind the fashion and lifestyle blog A Short Blonde. She's also one of our contributors. And if you've listened to season one, then you've heard her in episode five of season one when we interviewed her and her wonderful husband, Jordan.
0: And we've talked to Jordan since then as well. So that's yeah. the guy that talked to us about The Martian and James Bond, etc.
1: <laughs> so welcome, Catherine. <laughs> Hi, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you. So we brought Catherine on for two reasons. One, we are very excited to announce that we are partnering with A Short Blonde to launch a Christmas giveaway, a holiday giveaway.
0: Yes, this is going to be a box of some of our favorite things, Uh, some things from Sally and I. No, that's bad grammar. From me and Sally, <laughs> and some things uh, that Catherine has selected. So this is a joint giveaway hosted by Vernacular and A Short Blonde,
1: and with kind of a regional twist because Catherine, being from Nashville, is going to pick some kind of local items to include in the box.
2: Yes, yes, there may uh, there may be some barbecue sauce. I don't know.
1: Ooh, that's tempting. <laughs> So we will be launching this on the day that this episode comes out, which is Black Friday. And you will have a little over a week to enter. And those details will be on both of our blogs.
0: So vernacularpodcast.com or e.com. Yes.
1: All right. So that's our exciting announcement. And now we're going to talk to Catherine about a holiday gift guide that she's created for our listeners and her blog readers. And so Catherine, I'll just let you take it away.
2: Okay, Um, I'm probably not the only one that will say that uh, gift shopping can be a little stressful. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. Yes, especially because you're not wanting to give something that's not useful to that person. Right. Um, And you also don't want to just give a gift card. You know, you're trying to be creative and personal, but that can also cause a lot of stress when you're in the mall and you have so many
1: options. Or... Sitting in front of your computer looking online. Uh, Amazon. <laughs> Guilty. How even search? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh.
0: Yeah, so uh, uh so I've been I'm supposed to get Christmas gifts for someone. Uh who's <laughs> yeah, in- so
1: on my side of the family, we do like a secret Santa <laughs> and of among the siblings. And so each sibling has to get another sibling their the presents, but only that sibling, if that makes sense. Mm, right. Yes.
0: And I'm a sibling by marriage, so I'm included in this wonderful tradition now. But he is struggling. (laughs) Yeah, and Sally every day has just asked me, so have you thought any more about the gifts for so-and-so? And And I'm just like, Uh, Well,
1: you're making progress because, so we use Draw Names. If you've ever heard of that, Catherine, it's drawnames.com. Yeah. So we use that to divvy up who gets whom, and then you get to see their wish list. And initially, I actually had to log in and sign Zach up for it so that we could even draw names in the first place. But he's Made Progress. He now will actually look on it himself and is trying to decide what to buy.
0: Yeah, you get these (laughs) annoying little emails every time someone (laughs) updates their list. You have new wishes. (laughs) Oh, no. So you to log in. What do you want now? Oh, <laughs> um, my gosh.
2: What oh, should my. be easy maybe more complicated. Right, right, exactly. Right,
1: right. So if so, only we had a gift guide, yes. that would be great.
2: <laughs> what I love about guides is, in general, they are categorical. So they sort of eliminate the guesswork, and you're working in a category, and then you can personalize within the category. So – for the gift guide for her. Um, one thing that I think is a great idea are beauty subscription boxes. Have you heard of these before?
1: I have, yes. But I've yeah. never gotten one.
2: I have not either. Um, Birchbox in particular, they do something where you can purchase a subscription for three months or for a year. They're $10 a month, so you're looking at you know $30 or $120, um, but what's so nice about it is as the person receiving the present, they're able to personalize it once they receive the initial, hey, you're getting this as a subscription, and then they are continuing for a few months, and it's nice to get something throughout the year.
1: So in each box that you receive, do you receive multiple items? How does that work exactly? Yes.
2: So they are all sample sizes, but like deluxe sample sizes. And I think they generally get about four or three to five items, depending on the size. Sometimes I think they do receive full size items. And then when you create an account, you can actually purchase and get points by purchasing these items through Birchbox. So, you know, you're going to get a little bit of beauty, like facial cleansers, perhaps, or a lipstick, a nail polish. So it's kind of a, a mix and match item. But um, $10 I bucks like a month, al- that's great. Yeah, And I like that it's, you know, you're getting it for a few months. And then you can choose if you're going to just do the three month or the full year for someone.
1: Yeah, that's great. Zach, would you like me to get that for you for Christmas? Oh, I'd love it. It sounds so <laughs> wonderful.
0: There is, it, it is interesting, though. I've noticed an increase in the amount of subscription-based stuff that's mm-hmm. out there. So mm-hmm. I know Birchbox. Uh, there's another one whose name is escaping me.
1: Stitch Fix? That's the clothing one. No,
0: that sounds cool.
1: Mm-hmm. That's not what I was it's thinking of. It's like you of. don't have to go shopping. They just give you a box of clothes. Oh, cool. Nice. Graze Box.
2: There,
0: there is also box, yeah. a fitness one,
2: but I can't... Hmm.
0: Yeah, so none. one of, is a little bit higher price point. Yeah, okay. none of these are what I was thinking of, but this is proving my point. There's so many <laughs> people doing this. There, so the one I was thinking of is it's like an outdoors box, so it has... Stuff oh. the kind of stuff you'd find at REI, Ooh. and it yes. looked really cool when I saw it. But it, too, I think like the fitness one, Catherine was a oh. little bit higher price point, mm-hmm. but just kind of a neat idea. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind something like that,
1: yeah. Duly noted, yes.
2: <laughs> you know, jewelry is always a good idea. I particularly like to go on Etsy, I've given friends a lot of earrings over the years or necklaces, and you can find you know, you can just search. And you know you're buying local, and things oftentimes are um, one of a kind or you know, they're not yeah, making. very unique. Yeah, or even vintage.
1: Yeah, that's um, awesome. You can
2: find vintage items too. And you know, earrings and necklaces, you can see if a friend has a particular leaning towards, oh, they tend to just wear studs or, you know, they like really bold pieces and, you know, I just love using Etsy for for items like that.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. The only time I've purchased off of Etsy, I, I got a few unique scarves and those went over mm, well. Yeah. But I haven't done jewelry. That's a good idea. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you guys ever feel like vintage is a synonym for broken, dirty, <laughs> or ugly? <laughs> Sometimes I see stuff where it's just like that is a horrible style or that looks filthy. Oh oh no, it's vintage. It's vintage it's, be- it's vintage.
2: Well, I mean, you can still see the picture determine if it's the right item to purchase. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um I love a good candle. Candles oh, are yes. really Yeah, we great. like
0: candles too. Yeah. We got a candle recently at Walmart, I think, or Target. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in the Yankee Candle section, but it was not a Yankee Candle. It was and, by
1: Yankee Candle,
0: right? But right. it was—it was like their lower tier <laughs> line, and it did not compare to a real Yankee Candle. Yeah. It was very disappointing.
1: No, that's why they're such great gifts because you wouldn't—you don't always go out and buy an expensive candle for yourself.
2: Correct, but you don't feel bad giving it as a gift. Right, right. You know, and they look pretty. I love the candles in Anthropology. They smell amazing, but you're right. You're not gonna just go in there on any given day and drop, you know, thirty five dollars on yeah. a candle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go on record here. Anthropology is a cool store.
2: It is. I like yes. anthropology.
0: Even though yes. there's nothing there for me, I like going there and buying Sally things from from there.
2: And it <laughs> smells good because of their candles.
0: Right. So many good things.
2: Yes. So Sally, speaking of scarves, I do think scarves are great presents to give people.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I will
1: never turn up my nose at a scarf gift.
2: (laughs) No, I really don't think you can have too many scarves, and they are lightweight, so they're really easy to pack with you if Mm. you're potentially bringing presents to give people. Oh, good point. We gave scarves to Jordan's sisters uh, for Christmas last year, and it was really easy to bring with us.
0: Okay, question here. I know this is the for her section, but is a scarf an appropriate Christmas gift for a gentleman? Totally. All right.
2: Yes. Now, you would just have to determine if it's a regional or if that guy is a scarf wearer because not all guys are. That is a, yeah, that is good.
0: <laughs> I don't wear scarves that often. I think I have one scarf, and I wear it sometimes. But if, it's for cold. me, it's purely it's functional. It's more functional,
2: yeah. 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 Jordan is a scarf wearer.
0: I can see that for sure.
2: Yes, yes. Both practical and just for... Style. You gotta look good. You gotta look good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know.
2: (laughs) Um, I also do like giving books. You know, cookbooks are things that sort of lean on the. I think cookbooks are great gifts to give people because they look pretty. Um, And they're also kind of a coffee table book as well. Mm -hmm. It's something that you can actually put out. And they're both practical but actually functional as well. I even remember (laughs)
1: when,
2: what was that cookbook? There was a cookbook that you had when we visited. Oh, yeah, Sparta Kitchen. Yes. And I loved it so much that then I put it on my wish list for the
0: next holiday season that that was a book that I wanted. Yeah. Still one of our favorites. Yeah. I've only made a few recipes
1: out of it, but. It's just pretty to look at. Yes. It was
0: sitting on our kitchen counter today, actually.
1: Right, that's mm-hmm. the, the second one, and, bowl and spoon. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But same thing. Very beautiful very to beautiful. look at. Very beautiful,
1: yeah. Yeah, so my question with books, do you follow – I've some, heard some people have the rule that they don't give a book they haven't read. Or I, guess, I guess with a cookbook, it's not as necessary. But do you guys – what do you guys I, think about that?
2: I would agree with that statement. I think you could potentially get away with a cookbook – You know, if you had a friend that was really into cocktail mixing and you wanted to find a great cocktail mixology book, that may not be something that you've really looked into yourself, but maybe you've read great reviews and then you're saying, okay, this friend, this book is for you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I would disagree with that statement. Oh. And here's why.
1: Controversy. (laughs)
0: Love it. There are... A few instances where someone will tell me they want a book that I have no interest in reading. Mm. Yes. And so if I know it's, and this is the only instance, if I know it's something that they have specifically told me they want mm-hmm. or someone has told me that they've you know, they've voiced a preference for this specific book, yeah. but I don't want to read the book, yeah. I'll still get them the book so that they can enjoy the gift even if I would not get the same enjoyment from it.
1: I think that makes sense. That's a good qualification.
2: I do agree with that, but is that really... But that's just following a wish list hmm. versus coming up with a gift for someone with no basis. You're just going off of their likes. Yeah. Then I probably wouldn't give a random book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think those I agree with both of you. Unless I would be the peacemaker here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unless maybe they're a s they're really into a specific hobby. And then you're going, okay, this author is for you. But it, it could be tricky because not all people are book readers.
1: Right. right, right. Yeah, but no, that's. I think that is a good gift to give for certain people.
2: Yes, and that is also one that works for men and women.
0: Yeah, Definitely.
1: Good point. All
0: right, Zach, on to the men. For him. <laughs> Let's yes. do it. Uh,
2: okay, growing beards. Is really in right now. That is very true. Particularly in Nashville. Yes. We've got a lot of beards happening. Jordan
0: has a beard happening.
2: He does. Beard (laughs) wax. Beard Beard
0: wax. wax Oh.
1: Whoa. What is this? I don't even know.
2: A lot of it is essential oils and kind of a coconut-based balm. So it's essentially what women use to tame their hair. They've formulated things in a male scent to... Shape and condition
1: the beard. Nice male scent. That's key.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, very key.
2: There was a period of time where Jordan was trying to use my almond oil, (laughs) and you know he just likes having his his balm for him.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) love it. It smells like wood, you know, tobacco.
0: Oh, that's perfect.
1: (laughs) yeah much much more appropriate
0: (laughs) now here's the thing about beards i've tried growing a beard and because you know it's trendy it's in right now uh i can't get past like three days without getting insane itching
1: Mm. i just can't do it maybe you need beard wax that if
0: maybe that's the key maybe Maybe that's the missing ingredient
1: keep it yes from drying out yeah
0: but definitely not almond oil that's not good enough (laughs) i have to get the coconut balm (laughs)
2: right yeah i suppose that that would be a question to ask some barber sometime
0: right some bearded man yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know cologne is also a great gift for a man
1: Ooh, yes agreed
0: i do love cologne although i don't use it as often as i
1: that's why it's a good gift yeah it's probably not something you would buy for yourself
0: right well, I it's also Canada very think, expensive. Though, true, yeah. It's, for me, it's one of those things where you spend a lot of money on it. You know, you spend $30 on a small bottle of cologne. And so then uh-huh. it becomes, in my mind, something that I only use for special occasions. Uh-huh. And then because I never use it except for special occasions, I just forget that it's there and I really end up never using mm-hmm. it. And so the cologne uh-huh. goes unused. So I have this really small vial of cologne. <laughs> vial, that sounds kind of weird. Really small <laughs> bottle of cologne. That's probably an ounce and a half, maybe two. And I've had it for like two and a half years, and it's maybe half gone. Wow. That's how slowly I use cologne.
1: You should just use it more often.
0: And, you know, I'm just going to go for it every day.
2: <laughs> yeah, I get that. And I also think some people hold on to scents more than others. You know, you can put on a cologne, a perfume, and you don't really seem to smell it later on, but other mm. people really hold on to it. But I think this is for someone that maybe enjoys wearing it. Um, On a more I regular it, basis. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it is something kind of like a candle where you don't always want to drop that chunk of change right. Right. yourself. But you would, en- you would appreciate getting it for a gift.
0: There are also some people who are the opposite of me and who use cologne way too much. <laughs> not mm-hmm. only in frequency, but in sheer volume applied in any given time. And so for those people, I feel like you don't want to encourage that habit.
1: <laughs> so you have to find someone who likes cologne but doesn't like it too much. Right. How do you pick the scent, though? That's where I would have trouble.
0: It's just a bold move, I think. It is a bold move.
2: Yeah. I guess Jordan and I are the rarity that we will actually stop and smell perfume and cologne as part of just a general mall excursion.
1: mm. That's good. Uh, so you, then you need to go on a mall excursion with the person you're trying to buy for it and just be like, let's just smell this perfume and cologne and see what we like is just to try it out.
0: Something like that.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: another great gift. So can we, this us pause real quick here. So yes.
1: <laughs> back to cologne. Back to cologne.
0: <laughs> yes. Very important question. In what instance would you buy cologne for someone whom you were not in a relationship with or related to?
2: I would buy my dad cologne.
1: But you're related to your dad? Right. Oh.
0: So like it'd be pretty weird if it's I- like a friend? It'd be pretty weird if I bought Jordan cologne, wouldn't it?
1: Not
2: necessarily. No? Not necessarily. I think it depends on the type of relationship that you have and if it's something that you know that that friend uh, enjoys. Do
0: we have a cologne relationship? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's something that you and Jordan gonna, will have to figure I'm out. I'm gonna ponder
0: this. Yes. <laughs> this is important. Yes. But I but I definitely see I definitely see relationships- Jordan as yeah. a guy who would appreciate like a cologne infused with uh tobacco and cedar. Yes. Yeah.
2: If you gave him cologne, he would not think that you were strange. He would say, thank you, Zach. (laughs) This is what I've always
1: wanted. And I will
0: package it in a subscription box with coconut balm beard wax and a scarf.
1: Yes. Wow. Yes. Nice. Boom. The best gift ever. My favorite gift, yeah. (laughs) Oh,
2: yes. Okay, going on a totally other side of the spectrum, Apple TV.
1: Oh. Apple TV.
2: Their new version is out, and it is a great gift. We just gifted ourselves one.
0: (laughs) Perfect.
1: (laughs) You're just ahead of the holiday gift giving.
2: You know, we just wanted to get in first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So how do you gift an Apple TV?
2: So the Apple TV is a box. That is synced up with whatever TV provider or if they have Netflix or Hulu, they're going to sign in to their current login information and then they can essentially get rid of a lot of the other uh, boxes that you have. Okay. So even if you have a cable box, you really almost don't need it anymore because you can access everything through your Apple TV.
0: Sounds good. How much is the Apple TV?
2: You know, I can't exactly remember. I think the new one is maybe $120. And the older versions, you can still purchase, and they're going to be less than that.
0: Yeah. So Apple TV is awesome. My parents have an Apple TV. We do not, but I love Apple products, so I'm sure it's the best product on the market. But there are similar ones out there that I know are pretty cheap, like the Chromecast uh dongle that is i think 35 dollars that does does something similar has less performance and less storage and then the amazon fire tv or the even cheaper one the amazon fire tv stick which uh i've heard for black friday amazon's running deals for 20 dollars wow but so yes I if think you, you just
2: could research what apps come with each box and right, see which right. one's going to fit the best for the person that you're giving it to. Yeah. yeah,
1: that makes sense. Or if they really like Apple products, then just keep mm-hmm. going with the Apple theme. Well,
0: and of course, Apple TV plays well with iPads and MacBooks mm-hmm. and iPhones. So you can, uh, you what can is air, it, AirPlay? AirPlay. Yeah. It's
2: really nice.
1: That's awesome. Cool.
2: Yeah. So, also, record players are great gifts, especially Ooh. because vinyl is really easy to get. Vinyl now, and most yeah, it's making a resurgence. Yeah, most current bands are not only releasing it digitally and in a CD, but they're also putting it on vinyl. And if it's someone that enjoys playing music, it's it's a communal feel when you have a record player going versus it just playing from your phone.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: Now, Do you guys prefer the sound of vinyl to the sound of more modern digital amps?
2: If we had good speakers, it would be even better. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, you do pick up on a little bit more from vinyl than you do just playing from your phone or from a CD. Hmm. Um, But I just, I find the sound a little warmer.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. That's the yeah. exact adjective. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to listen to hip-hop or rap on vinyl because it's mm-hmm. not going to sound the same because you don't want rap to sound warmer. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like, listening to Mumford & Sons, Ooh, listening yeah. to it on vinyl is so much better because yes. it has that warm sound like you're in the room and they're giving you an acoustic concert. Well,
1: yeah, that. that's what I was going to ask. Does it sound more like you're you're listening to it live.
0: I don't know. It sounds almost more human to me.
1: It sounds
2: Hmm. intimate. And I think it also creates an intimate vibe as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, You know, even places like Urban Outfitters sells them. I mean, you can really get them anywhere. Amazon. You don't have to just go to, you know, a specialty store to purchase one.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've actually listened to anything on vinyl before, even though, Two of my sisters both got a record player the same Christmas, and I've just never heard it, but they love it. (laughs) So maybe we should invest in one.
2: Well, and then once you have someone who has a record player, then you can continually, you know, if you're at a thrift store or a flea market and you find, you know, an obscure soundtrack to a movie that, you know, someone in your family likes.
1: Yeah, it's just the gift that you can keep giving over the years. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. It's like I'm just going to be on this vinyl theme for the next <laughs> yeah. twenty years. So
0: <laughs> it's great because before I didn't know what to get you, but now I'm I just creating get you a vintage category. <laughs> vintage vinyls.
1: Yeah,
2: we were when we were in Paris a few years ago. We found a French version of the soundtrack to Aristocrats.
1: Oh, that's fun. That's you cool. You know, very
2: random things, but you're going, yes, I will buy that.
1: Yeah, so did I you will Arista, use this. did you
0: say Arista Cats? Yes. Like yes. the Disney movie? Yes.
1: Nice. Yes. Isn't that your favorite Disney movie, Zach?
0: No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. I thought no,
1: it was no, like no, your favorite no. old school one.
0: Ooh, now I have to think about my favorite old school Disney movie. It's one of them. It has really good music.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it I was does. thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Or was my other husband who uh,
0: liked that. Probably the, that, yeah. The first one. That yeah.
2: She'll not mention <laughs> We don't talk about him.
0: <laughs> to be the, clear, uh... Sally did not have a husband before <laughs> yeah. me. Just want to make sure all of our listeners know that I am her first husband. First
1: and only husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe I did tell you the wrist cats is my favorite. It is a really good one. Okay. But mostly Theater. because of the music.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh you know what? It's not a good movie, but has good music. Is the Little Mermaid actually mm. Under yes. the Sea? Doesn't get a whole lot better than that. In Disney <laughs> yes. songs.
2: You know, Zach, it's funny you mentioned that because I was listening to the podcast podcast today. It might have been an old episode, but they were talking about how the storyline of the Little Mermaid is actually kind of terrible. But it is. The I, music covers. I it. hated
0: that movie when I was a kid, but the music is really good. Really good.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, the last item on the men's gift guide is a book that actually Jordan suggested that I put on here, and this would be something that I suppose you could give someone that you haven't possibly read. I'm probably not going to read it, Um, but it's called The Obstacles, The Way by Ryan Holiday. Hmm.
0: The Obstacles, The Way.
2: Obstacle is the Way. Is the Way.
1: Okay. Okay. I haven't
0: heard of that.
2: And it's going to be a book that you're going to give someone. It's not self-help, but it's sort of inspire the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, And he essentially, I'm going to read a little excerpt here. Holiday argues that obstacles don't inhibit success, they create success, and that readers should see through the negative past its underside and into its cholerae, the positive. So essentially, it's telling people to not get hung up by the obstacles that you have and that you actually should see them as potentially redefining the way to go.
1: Hmm. So you kind of try to use the obstacle in your favor
2: right the obstacle ends up becoming the way
0: cool sounds good to me yeah the obstacle is the way all right cool
2: yes great
1: holiday yeah i can see that working for (laughs) multiple people too awesome those are great gift guides Catherine. thank you
2: yeah i hope that that inspires some people and gives them some ideas for the people in their life that they may not have the wish
1: list in front of them, right? Or they want to do they have not been getting the, the annoying
0: emails from drawnames.com,
1: <laughs> or they just that want happens. to be a little more creative yeah. and not follow the wish list. So, that you would... know, I'm
0: not a huge fan of wish lists. This is like, I'll just get on my soapbox here for a minute. This okay. is like why I'm not a huge fan of wedding and baby shower registries,
1: mm.
0: it just seems I don't know. Just it just the creativity out of it, it takes, for you. So there's two sides to this, right? It takes the uh-huh. creativity out of it for the gift giver, mm-hmm. and it takes, I think, some of the etiquette away from the gift receiver, because it's just like, hey, come to my baby shower. I know you're going to give a gift, so I've I've made it easy for you, and I've prepared a list of all the things you could possibly give me. So just pick something, you know, just pick one of those and bring it.
1: But couldn't you also see the wish list, at least in the case of Christmas, as just giving you ideas, like? helping your creative juices flow
0: uh maybe i'm just short on creative juices <laughs> I, nothing's flowing If that's what you're asking
2: i think it stems from that fear of you being the one giving the gift that becomes re yeah
1: i do have that fear and
0: really also i don't at all
2: not wanting to give someone something that they're not gonna use
1: yeah i have that fear too
0: yeah, I don't at all. Hmm. This is interesting to hear because. So
2: I just maybe to be the wish list from it. Sally's family is actually making it more difficult for you.
0: I think so. It definitely is. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 100%. Whereas everyone yeah. else is like, this is great.
1: I've got great ideas. I know that they're going to love my gift because it's along the lines of their wish list.
0: Yeah.
2: I think also ex- giving an experience is a great gift as well. Mm, yeah. Not only tangible things.
0: Yeah, I think I would love to give someone the experience of not being able to have input into what their gift was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a good experience to me. Oh,
1: goodness! So some real experiences. I think it would be cool to give like, tickets to a play or yes I'm 100% in agreement with a going membership to a, to a museum or the yes. zoo or something like that
0: but not a gym because that could send the wrong message
1: <laughs> true yeah. unless they really want it <laughs> yeah
2: we were given uh concert tickets as a birthday present and it was awesome because then all of a sudden it comes around and you're going oh
0: what concert did you see
2: Sufjan Stevens oh
0: nice
1: wow that's great yeah, it
2: was amazing, but you kind of forget about it. You know, you get it, right. a couple months later, and you're like, "Oh, reminds you of the person." So. Yeah, birthday cool. all over
1: again. Mhm.
2: Though they took a risk, they're going. I hope you have nothing to do on this night.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that would be hard choosing a specific night. Yeah, that's how it you should
2: might be have though. To do some coordinating. You know, with maybe the other spouse or someone to make sure.
1: Yeah, that you're picking a good night. All right. Well, so many good ideas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Catherine. Those
1: are helpful. (laughs) Yeah,
2: You're welcome. Anytime.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been great talking to Catherine. And if you want to find more about our giveaway, then you should head to ashortblonde.com or vernacularpodcast.com. When this episode airs, the giveaway will be live. So enter and
0: go see what's in there.
1: Yeah. Get excited.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much, Catherine. You're welcome. Bye. All right, we're back and ready to close out another episode of Vernacular.
1: Yes. And before we do that, we have two addenda.
0: Addenda. Ooh, the plural of addendum. Yes. Very yes. nice.
1: We have an addendum. To our previous episode where we talked about Master of None. Ah, yes, we do. Yes, we recommended that people watch Master of None. And a couple people have let me know that they have started it and really enjoying it. And we are enjoying it too, but we just got to episode five last night and we recommend that you skip that one.
0: Right. So we have not seen the whole series. Season one was just released in its entirety on Netflix. We have not seen the whole thing. I think by the last episode we recorded, we had seen the first couple of episodes and had said that it was intriguing and the good cultural commentary.
1: Yeah. We like what Aziz Ansari is trying to do.
0: And those things are still, for the most part, true. But season or episode five, uh, pretty objectionable content. So not one we recommend. So yeah, again, we did really... say before that this show has objectionable content. So be careful. When watching it, uh, especially if around small children.
1: Yeah. And maybe you want to watch the last scene. There is a good line or two there in the last scene, but the rest of it is not really enough
0: to bail out the episode, pretty trashy. though. Yeah. yeah. So we are revising our previous recommendation for this series, uh, downgrading it, I think. It still has some value, but uh, not as good as we'd hoped. So. Yeah.
1: And then our second addendum is um, actually just mine because I forgot to mention when we were talking about Thanksgiving that REI is actually doing something pretty cool. They're refusing to open on Thanksgiving and they're only opening on Black Friday. Oh, good for them. So if you went shopping yesterday as of watching this, listening to this podcast, you couldn't go to REI because they are letting Thanksgiving be for families, which is really cool.
0: Man, we should talk about, talk about REI sometime. I love that store. <laughs> that is a cool store. Yeah, I think we have. Before. I'm a lifetime member. 20 bucks, that's all it takes.
1: <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then if you were listening to the beginning of this episode, and, and even if you're listening now and you think that my voice sounds weird, it does because I have a cold. Somehow I got a cold over the weekend and it, I'm not down for the count, but I am fighting it. I'm fighting the cold. So I don't really have a cold in the way, as Zach would say. I'm right. fighting the cold. Fighting the cold. Yes. Very but different. my voice sounds funny. So that's why. It doesn't sound funny. I think it sounds a little funny. I don't think so. I think it sounds pretty.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks. So that reminds me, though, of our tip of the week. We haven't yes, done that yet. So yes. your tip of the week this week.
1: Your hashtag tip of the week.
0: This is a pretty good one, actually. So Esther... Also got a little bit of a cold. Yes, and was having a little bit of trouble sleeping because she was coughing. So I was looking up home remedies it was for like a
1: congestion cough.
0: Yes, I was looking up home remedies for kids who had a cough, and any kid below the age of two, you definitely don't want to give cough syrup to, and really below the ages of four and five, it seems to suggest. By it, I mean Google. So <laughs> the authoritative source, uh, known as Google slash WebMD slash Parents dot com, etc., was saying that cough syrup is a no no for children under two. So. That makes sense to me. That checks out. Uh, I think a lot of cough syrup has alcohol in it anyway, so definitely makes sense. You don't want to give that to a two-year-old.
1: Yeah, so we'd given her a humidifier, but it just wasn't really doing the trick.
0: Right, so cough syrup's out. We've already got the humidifier going. She's still coughing. So uh, a couple things said honey, and we did not have to try that because another one of these remedies that was mentioned and talked about a lot on the internet was cutting up a fresh onion and putting it in a sock or a container of some sort and putting it either on the bedstand or under the crib or hanging it on the crib, et cetera. So we tried this, and it worked wonders. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. She, she coughed a couple times after that but then stopped coughing. I have so. to say I
0: was skeptical. It seemed like one of those –
1: old wives tales yeah exactly
0: like you know rub your belly and dance around the fire three times and yeah. you'll have yeah i guess life it's something about
1: the fresh onion fumes or something it
0: must be but it was pretty cool so that's kind of a neat home remedy uh and apparently in europe this is done not just for children but for adults oh if you go to bed with a cough you cut up an onion put it on your bedside your room will smell like an onion so downside <laughs> uh but you
1: might start crying
0: <laughs> downside again but if it helps you sleep i guess it could all be worth it yeah. so there's a tip of the week
1: yeah. All right. Um, well, let's check the inbox. Yay. We have something. Carolyn tells us that she really enjoyed hearing about our book recommendations. And she has a book recommendation. She has been reading books by Wendell Berry. Um, and I have read a couple of his and really like them. But the one that she mentioned, I haven't read, Jaber Crow. So if you... Is that a novel? hmm Yeah. I think most, most of his books are novels. But yeah, this one is a novel. So yeah, maybe that'll be one of my next ones to read. Thanks, Carolyn.
0: Now, he's the farmer, right?
1: Wendell Berry? Yeah. Yes.
0: He I writes think on, he's on a typewriter. A tobacco farmer. Tobacco yeah, farmer. Wow. I think so. Okay.
1: But yeah, he writes on a typewriter. Yeah, he's very old school.
0: Cool. Nate. Jaber Crow. <laughs> All yes. right. We'll check it out. Thank you so much, Carolyn.
1: Yes. Have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend with your family, safe travels. Please check out our blog. Um, our website is vernacularpodcast.com. You can see our book gift guide. You can also see uh, the information about the giveaway and how you can enter. And you will ha- there will be links to Catherine's blog where you can also check out her gift guide and see how you can enter the giveaway from her blog as well.
0: If you want to check us out on Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash vernacularpodcast. If you're a tweeter on Twitter, you can follow us at vernacularpod.
1: And if you want to answer our question of the week about going to the movies on holidays, Thanksgiving or Christmas, you can email us at zach. Uh, uh,
0: oh. Yeah, Zach and Sally. Almost got it. <laughs> Zach and Sally at VernacularPodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Thanks for saving me there.
0: <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up for us here at Vernacular Podcast. So, for Vernacular, I'm Zach. And I'm Sally. Have a great week.
1: better
2: than when I'm by your side.